0: Astrid. it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice thank, to thank meet you, you for too, being Jordan. on my first uh, live podcast. This is Astrid Hello. Oh, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself Astrid? okay I'm um,
1: I'm, I'm born and raised here in Vancouver and um, I, um, I, I was working as a secretary for a neurosurgeon for 12 years. And um, then I um, decided to pursue my true passion, which is shamanism. So I'm in third year studying under two Indigenous elders from Manitoba.
0: Awesome. Good for you. I love your backdrop too. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That's actually a, uh, a um, blanket from Wreck Beach. I think it was $20.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: So you ended up in Campbell River? Is that where you Uh, are? Quadra Island area?
1: uh, Quadra Island, yeah. That's where my partner's from. And interestingly, my daughter-in-law, her family, she's um, Indigenous. Uh, She's a uh, great, great, great granddaughter of Chief Billy Assu, And she's a full Coast Salish girl. And my son married her. And it turns out her uncle is my partner's best friend from elementary school.
0: Wow, it's a small world, isn't it?
1: It is. It is a small world, yeah. You know,
0: most people, they think that we meet at a general store and stuff like that. And then when we do this small world stuff, it sort of confirms
1: it, right? Right. <laughs> I, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So you, you made a few suggestions in your um, your emails that I should interview chiefs. And-
1: yeah. So I often, um, I love what I've found out in these three years of studying shamanism, which really surprised me, actually. I love drumming, I'm not a musician at all, and I love singing and I'm not a singer at all, but what I started to do, I would, I actually started to play Billy Asu, Chief Billy Asu's drumming, they have it on the archives. And it would really get, and then I would start drumming with him and it gets me into a trance state And then when I'm in a trance state, I feel I get ideas, you know, you can say it's from spirit. I don't know, but I had a message and it included you. um, Was that how the the young people, people who are on this planet now, we need to actually connect with our ancestors. And I believe from what I study, that was a big part of your culture. Also mine pagan Europe. We, Revered our ancestors. I also lived in Japan. Every single home has a temple. There's a holiday one week out of a year where everyone, the whole, the whole of Japan, shuts down to go visit and pay homage to the relatives, the ancestors that have passed. So I, I feel our culture, West in Canada, we that's lacking. And I feel, and so what happened? I was. Um, I guess what, what it really boils down to, I'm, I'm doing a lot of prayer for my, my daughter-in-law because she has a medical condition that makes it difficult for her to get pregnant. And she really wants a baby. Oh, I really want a grandchild. And so I'm right. reaching out. When I go in prayer, I reach out to, you know, her ancestors. <clears throat> I know seven, the names of them seven generations back because she was related to this famous chief. And so when I was in prayer, it came up um, how important it is to connect with them. And they actually, I, I do feel I get messages anyway, but then your name came up and said, you need to tell Jordan to contact chiefs, the families of the of descendants, you know, even five generations back. So that we're praying to these chiefs, who are powerful people, and they will then connect with the other people in the spirit realm and really start to help us more. I believe that, and so that was the message. It's like, oh, out of the blue, Jordan. Okay, I'll talk to Jordan. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate the message. I wanted to share uh, something that happened with you. You know, you said the ancestors—they're—they're they're listening to us all the time. I at one time didn't think they were, but fortunately they do. Like, I used to do tours. Uh, I started out working in the tourism industry when I was quite probably about 20. And then I ended up driving tour buses and, and doing um, commentaries. And, and eventually we developed the first native cultural tour in Vancouver, me and this guy named Jeff Watts from the New China First Nations. But speaking of the ancestors, we haven't said, yeah, I usually say I'm in the territory of the, of the Musqueam and Tuassan First Nations. And thank you to the ancestors for this opportunity to see you. And, and you're in the territory of.
1: Uh, this would be the Musqueam. I'm right now, right now I'm in Vancouver. Normally in Quadra, I would be with the, um, I believe it's a Quakutal, like the Quinsum Reserve, but I believe it's Quakutal. Like I know Granny, my daughter, came from Kingcum. And then they they lived on on Quadra Cape Mudge. I I don't yeah uh, I'm not sure. But right now in Vancouver I'm on the um, on the Musqueam.
0: Okay, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just forgot to say that at the beginning. Little shook up by getting all of this stuff up and running for the first time. Um, but no, it, it's so. Anyways, one one time when when we did these tours, I used to go through the to the, um, the Museum of Anthropology at UBC was part of the tour. And we would go through the Bill Reed Haida Village, which was below it before we entered the museum. And as we went through there, I would give this, um, I didn't really research that part that much because to me it wasn't, I didn't, I we at one time the Haida's were like, I guess the Vikings were to, the British, right? they they they'd come out of nowhere and they would they would wipe out our whole village and leave one person alive was one of their tactics just to say that they did it. And so, yeah, we didn't think that much of the Haidas, although I have lots of friends that are hidas nowadays. My hat's going the wrong way. It's backwards in here. There we go. The Haidas. So I would go through the village and give kind of a very biased, Uh, view of the Haida village and one day when I was going through there I heard this voice which I just thought was in my head because a lot of times when I hear voices I think I'm just crazy right I judge myself as crazy I forget I'm going and so I heard this voice and it says to me uh, we don't like what you're saying and most of it is not true and I actually stopped and I had a whole group of people with me. And I said, well, really, that's, that's all I have. <laughs> that's all I have though. Right. Yeah. And I Actually started to have the conversation with his voice. And then the voice said to me, it said, if you don't stop what you're saying, we're going to send somebody to correct you. And I just, I said at this point, cause I thought it was in my head. I said, fine, send somebody to correct me. Um, And if you do, I will let them correct me in front of the whole group. And I said, no, I have a tour to do. And I kept on with the tour, started my commentary again. And what happens with that tour is Jeff would do the next week. We'd only do this tour on Saturdays with his large group. So the following week, Jeff did it. And so I didn't come back and do the tour until two weeks later. And I get back there two weeks later and I'm walking through the village again. I'm saying the same thing. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and it says to me, I don't like what you're saying. And most of it is not true. And I look over and standing right up on the corner of the bottom of the museum is this man. And I'm getting goosebumps right now. And he looked just like Bill Reed. And I thought, I'm looking at the ghost of Bill Reed. Oh my God. I really did and and that, but it wasn't it was a real live person and he comes what? over to me and he says to me now I know why I came here right
1: I've got and full he said, body I came chills here because oh of my- you
0: right and I'm just like blown away and I said well you know tell me in fact correct me from the group I remembered what I said I would do right so I thought they sent somebody so I'm going to let him correct me in front of the group and live up to my end of the deal because I also realized at this point that I was being watched right there was no doubt about it this wasn't in my head oh my and god
1: that's, am- so that's he, amazing
0: he tells me all about the uh the 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 village that I was in and he starts telling me all kinds of other stuff about the hides. he gave me a story about the hummingbird clan how they rescued this lost People that were lost at sea. Like they, there was, a, I think it was three canoes, but anyway, they were in a canoe and they were lost at sea. And one morning, this was the as a hummingbird landed on the bow. And in the direction it flew off and that's the direction they paddled in all day. And this kept wow. happening for three days until I brought them back to oh, the island.
1: Amazing.
0: And he gave me the permission to use it. And he also said to me, I want you from now on to do a really good tour and not to. Tell lies. I want you to tell the truth. Wow,
1: wow. And he
0: said to me, "I'll give you my phone number, and I want you to call me tonight." He said, "I'm staying in a hotel here." So I I thanked him very much, and I couldn't wait for the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I rushed home. I told my wife what had happened. I said the voices in my head aren't re- aren't are real, right? And I said I need a notebook, right? And I got a notebook, and I phoned him up. And I wrote down everything that he said to me. So this this fellow was from Alaska and he was a Haida. I didn't even know there was Haidas in Alaska. Wow. Right? And he said he felt compelled to fly there and stand there and wait for me. And oh, my
1: yeah, God, amazing well, Yeah, <laughs>
0: it was incredible. But yeah, they're listening all the time.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Um... I, I'll share a bit of a story. I ordered some Thank earrings. Her. I like to uh, support Indigenous um, um, companies. And, and there was a woman on the internet, on Instagram, and she shared her story, which is whoa, powerful, um, coming from the result of a residential school. Um, and it um, was just like unbelievable story. Um, and she, I ordered earrings from her. And so I actually, these were the earrings. Here, these are the earrings I ordered. She beaded. Right and this was probably about four years ago five years ago now when the mailman gave them to me i remember seeing mist coming into the house almost like white mist and then i remember feeling really good like it was like weird Mm -hmm. i felt like i was almost in an altered state all day i was working from home so i was busy on my computer but i was just like really happy it was like a I can't even explain in words. It was the only time I've ever felt this. So then that night, I was this was pre-studying my course, so about five years ago, but I, I've always meditated and I've always um, been a spiritual person. Um, and so I go into meditation that night and I felt in ecstasy. Like it was like this communion with God. Like, I mean, my boyfriend was there going, whoa, what is happening? I go, I'm just like, My heart, I just felt so much love. It was blew my mind. And then I got a vision. I was in a cave with a bunch of women. They had dark hair and they had these headbands and they were red and white, like the pyramid, the red and then white all the way around. Wow. And they were, they had rattles. And, and then they said, they were going, thank you. Thank you for coming here. I go, no, thank you. Oh my God. Where am I? Who are you? And they said to me, and this was before I had studied any indigenous shamanism, they said to me, we are the ancestors. So I'd never really heard that. Like, I'm like, my ancestors? Or what are you talking about? No, the ancestors. I'm like, okay, okay, we're the ancestors and we're really grateful for you to come here. Not many people can come here. And I go, oh my God, they go, They go, it's really about your heart. You've made it in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going, no, thank you. It was like a love. Like, I'm like, no, thank you. Thank you. And then I looked off to the side and I saw all these women with their hair, but it was like they were, the feeling I got, it was the missing and murdered Indigenous women was a feeling I got. And these women were surrounding them with love. And it was like, so I was bawling, like my eyes out. I was like, this is so okay. So then I, then the vision ended. And and so I just sat there, Go, what's my purpose? Like, what do I do with this vision? And they said, you are a space holder. And I didn't know what that meant. And now that huh. I'm studying indigenous shamanism, I know what that means, right? You hold sacred space, you don't I, you just hold sacred space and people can come in that space and feel the love.
0: Right.
1: So that's, that's the message I got. And, um, so that message came and then, and then, um, (laughs) I have more, but anyway, my path, I, I found my teacher a few months after that through another vision and then finding a book in our cabin that I didn't know existed. And then I read the book and it was everything from my visions. Wow. And then I contact, wow. I didn't know she was alive. She's alive. So I contacted mm. her. We had a Zoom call. And she told that she's also a blonde woman. She 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 studied under these two indigenous elders. And she was friends with uh Carlos Castaneda back in the day. And Carlos knew the women. Do you know Carlos Castaneda? The Mexican. No, I don't. He's a Mexican shaman from the nineteen sixties. Mm. Um he wrote many books and um, and he w- was a really powerful shaman and he knew of these of the elders in Manitoba and he's the one that gave my teacher, Lynn, the address to meet these women and there was no phones or anything. So she just went there and they opened the door and they said, oh, we've been waiting for you. And she's going, what? These two Indigenous wow. women? And they said, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been prophesized. Um, It is time for us to teach to the white world. Our teachings, because the world, the earth is all about Mother Earth. I tell you, it's all about Mother Earth. We're actually not really called shamans. We're called Earth stewards in this course. Yes, it is to heal people. But the big thing is healing the energies of Mother Earth. Right is, and, and, but healing people is a part of that. Cause we're a part of mother earth and, and learning that. So, so that's, um, that's where that came. And then, and then I had this, um, so that was in January. I met, I had a phone call with his teacher and I was thinking about it cause it's a four year master's program. It's quite expensive. It's from the States. So I was like, Hmm, you know, we're retiring. Is this even feasible? And then in March of that year, I, um, I was having a very bad day. I suffered my whole life from terrible insomnia. And um, we were at the lake house, which is off grid on Quadra Island. And it oh. was about sunset, the sun. So probably four o'clock, in, or f- no, I guess five o'clock in March. And I was sitting on the dock. And then I looked up to the cabin, and behind the cabin, there's a dead tree, an old growth, really tall. It's still standing, but it's dead. Right. And this tree, it felt like it locked into my heart. It was just like I, I was sitting there going, oh, my God. Like I felt like a connection to this tree. And as I mm. sat there, uh, these two fingers right here, just these two only, right in this place, start to burn, like burning hot. And I'm like, what? Mm. The sun was hardly, it was through clouds. It was hardly strong at all. It was a very cold day. I'm like, weird. And then I got a vision of a fire, like a forest fire. I went, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I I thought, oh, do I tell my boyfriend this is kind of, you know, am I like you? Am I losing my mind? Right. That night I was baking bread in my oven in a in a steam with a pot with a lid. I right. took it out and lifted the lid and I burned, literally, exactly I burned my finger so bad there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I threw the pot, like I couldn't, like, and so I thought, oh, maybe that mm-hmm. was it.
0: Right.
1: Okay, then I pull a card from my power deck called vision. Mm-hmm. Right. And it basically says, um, so it's called vision. So getting visions, right? And right. it says at times, this is an indigenous, made by indigenous women. Oh, sorry, it's upside down. Right. You see the right. card? Okay, so I'll read it. It says at times you will have less vision and because of that dimness, you will become unbalanced in your seeing. You will see everything, every stone, every machine, every tree as being dead rather than alive. As your vision grows, sit still within the city. Begin to see that stones and the plants and the machines are alive. Get this. Even the dead trees have passed through the gateway in the west. Their spirits carry the dreaming shield or the configurations of the experiences of your life. So I read that and then, okay, stop. A week later, I had the worst feeling and I started seeing visions of jagged points, but it was in black and white. And I knew I was supposed to put water, but I thought it was a message. I'm trying to heal somebody with emotional pain. So I was envisioning putting water over the person and we were up at the lake. That night I had such a bad feeling. I was checking the doors. I mean, there's no one there. I don't know why I thought, are we going to have a home invasion? Are we going to get murdered? Like I was freaked out. I was mm-hmm. checking the doors, but I didn't tell Jeff because you know, he's going to think I'm going crazy.
0: Uh-huh. Midnight,
1: Jeff? Midnight. I hear screaming, children screaming across the lake, help me. Wow. I look out the window, the lake is glowing orange. This is after a monsoon in March. Uh, uh, the whole cabin went up in flames. My boyfriend, Jeff had, we have a proper pump. He went and he saved all the trees. So my vision came true. And then the next day I joined my school. (laughs) It's like, okay, I meant to do this. I get the message. I'm supposed to do this. So, so that's a bit of my, my, my journey with, um, communing with nature and communing with the ancestors.
0: Good for you. I'm mm-hmm. really glad that you're making all this effort and it's helping you too, like part of your journey.
1: Well, it's within, well it. within three months of studying shamanism. Okay, and I've studied every Western psychology, like from you name it, I've done it because insomnia right. sucks. Like it, your life every day sucks, honestly. If I didn't have my children, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, mm-hmm. Within three months of studying shamanism, the indigenous medicine meal, wheel. I put myself every single day on the medicine wheel, I started sleeping. Good. So I really believe in the power of the medicine wheel, the power of the mm-hmm. indigenous culture. And I do, mm-hmm. I truly believe it is the wisdom that we need to save this planet.
0: Yeah, the power of prayer is very amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing with when you talked about your experience with the woman with the headband and and the cave, Mm -hmm. because I had a vision very similar when I was a teenager, I I think I was just uh, getting to puberty, I was like 13 or something like that, years old, and I started having visions, because when we left Bella Bella, when I lived in Bella Bella, I would actually speak Heiltsuk, which I hardly remember now, and I would introduce myself as Guagua. And then once we left Bell Bella and we moved to Richmond and I grew up in the white world, I totally forgot I was Guagua. So when I started having these visions, I, I didn't even remember that that time that I was Guagua. But anyway, the first one that happened to me was I'm suddenly being held up like on, on the, by my back and all these people are carrying me and there's all this drumming and people are cheering and everything. And I, I'm thinking in the thing that the, this vision that these people are glad to see me or something, that this was a celebration, right? And not only that, it was so real. Was I remember I looked down, the first thing I looked down, and I had on a red um, cedar shirt that was made out of cedar bark. And I could not believe how soft it was. It was nicer than silk. I actually went, wow, this is so nice. And then I looked back up and I realized they were carrying me towards the water. And I started to realize this is, not a, this is not necessarily a good thing that's going on here. And I realized they were planning on throwing me off. There was a huge cliff, and there was water rushing by. And I looked at one of the women who was wearing a headband. And she actually looked familiar to me, too. She looked like somebody from, uh, from the reserve. But anyway, I I looked at, I said to her, why are you doing this to me? And she actually answered me and she said, because we have to, that was her response. And then they threw me off the cliff and I landed in the water. And as soon as I went in the water, I got swept into the mouth of this cave. And the cave, it was carved like a carving. The stone was carved right out of the, the steps are carved right out of the stone. And it looked like jade too, it was green. And, and not only that, but I got in there and I remember I'm like taking a breath and I'm looking at these steps. And the first thing I noticed was there was hieroglyphs on the wall. I actually started to feel them my hand. Oh I my I could see them too, but I feel them. There was actually hieroglyphs. And I thought, why are there hieroglyphs here? This doesn't make sense. And then I could hear drumming and everything up those stairs and I went up the stairs. And when I got up, there was this huge cave and across the cave, there was his man sitting there and he had on a headband, a red headband. I don't know if that had any white on it, but he looked like an Apache, the Way he was sitting there. That's the first thing I thought in my mind. He looks like an Apache for some reason. I don't know why. And, but everything in the room didn't have gravity either, all floating around. And eventually I walked over to him and I said to him, I stated the obvious, you know, I said, uh everything's floating i was so amazed right and he he was still sitting cross-legged on the ground in front of this fire and he reached his hand up and his rattle came and it floated right into his hand it was rattling and he said to me with this rattle i can take all of the poison out of you and i said to him well go ahead (laughs) right i thought it was a great idea and he held the rattle up to my head and as soon as he touched it to my forehead i saw this bright light and I woke up and I was in Richmond and I didn't have anybody tell me what to do, right? I didn't, who could I go talk to my neighbors and say I just had this vision. So I thought, suddenly I thought my mind go to the library. So I walked over to the Richmond library. And uh, as soon as I got in there, this book, when I was walking down, it actually popped right off the wall into my hand, it came right off the shelf, into my hand. It was card cover I opened up my first page I looked at was talking about a shaman's cave and this was up by uh, Prince Rupert area up north
1: wow and so you it, this book just fell off the shelf
0: it and, and jumped opened, off the shelf right in my hand it was an orange and cover you
1: opened it to that
0: page and it talked about these these three apprentices that wanted to become shaman and they tried to enter the cave but the problem with this cave was if you enter the cave and you didn't have the right stuff, you could lose your mind, like oh. a lot of people did.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the first two people in the book, they went into the cave and they lost their minds. They came out and they were just totally bonkers. And a third person, everything that happens to me after trees, the third person came out and in the book it said he he survived and he he spoke to the people in the cave, the shaman in the cave. And for that reason, he was meant to be a great shaman. And then it ends with, so we're going to send him to be trained by the Bella Bellas to the south, is what it said. So you tell them we're north of us. Because this is where all the great shamans come from.
1: From Bella Bella?
0: That's what it said in the book. The oh south. my
1: gosh. Where okay. I want to go on a trip to from. Bella Bella. I
0: guess this was in the olden days, like a long time yeah. ago too, right? Wow. But yeah, so that answered all my questions, really. I just put the book back and went, well, I don't even need to take this book out, right? Well, <laughs> isn't
1: that so interesting? So I've had things where books, so for example, this is 15 years ago. My girlfriend in Japan, so I lived in Japan, my kids are half Japanese. Her daughter was ha- having seizures and she didn't know why. And she calls me panicking. Mm-hmm. I then, we you know, I'm trying to say, okay, I'll look into it. I'm working for a doctor. I'll talk to him. You know, we'll figure this out. Don't worry. I go down to the garbage to take my garbage out. Lying under the garbage bin is a medical book. I didn't know it was a book. Lying open, I pull it out. Mm-hmm. Febrile seizures in young children. It literally answered the question. it was just like, okay. Wow. Um, but then I had another.
0: People,
1: people helping okay. you. I know. So then another time I was at the lake house. So this lake house mm-hmm. is off grid on Quadra. I don't know. You can feel the energy there. Like there's power. It's I th- and the indigenous people, I believe, had a place on the uh, on the lake as well. I think it must have been a quite a powerful place. Um, I feel I honestly every day, I, I thank the spirits of this place that I'm there. I love it so much. It's incredible. Um, I actually, my plan is to have retreats, healing retreats and uh, hold sacred space like these, these ancestors told me Uh, that is my, my plan. And um, so then one night I had a dream that I was on a spaceship and I thought I had, I never have thought about UFOs or anything in my life. Right here, I'm on a spaceship and I felt completely relaxed and comfortable. And um, the only thing I was worried about was, oh, did I bring my hormone pills? (laughs) My hormone replacement (laughs) therapy, right? I was only worried about that. So anyway, dream's over. I tell my boyfriend, he goes, didn't you think it was weird that you're on a spaceship? I go, "Uh, no, he goes, that's kind of weird. You know, I go, okay, whatever. Anyways, I walk downstairs and I go, isn't it interesting? This goes through my head. Isn't it interesting? how books will just come to me i don't even have to find them okay i literally turn and look at we have a wall of books they're mainly old books or canadiana history just to make the wall look old is everything in the cabins like 1920s like real authentic in one of the books glaring at me it's like lit up says making contact we have no idea where this book come, came from jeff is like he thinks it's obviously from a friend who visited but it's all about connecting with ETs so so I'm reading it going okay cool I guess I'm connecting with ETs now but it's just so interesting there is actually a person on Quadra who said he had been uh, abducted um, by ETs he's on the north end and we are close to the north end at the cabin there but it is interesting how these books find us or we have this inkling to look and there it is I mean it's pretty fascinating.
0: I always get information too, some one way or another, if it's not from a book, it's from a YouTube video,
1: like you feel drawn uh, and then it's like, oh, that's the answer.
0: It totally answers what it yeah,
1: yeah, I get that too. I get that too. so it's
0: but yeah, this abduction thing, uh, you know what amazes me is I ask people from back home, Bella Bella, things like that, and nobody remembers or has seen UFOs and yet. It's just, I know they're there, right? Am I the only one who's seen them? Well, and- you know,
1: I think I, what I think, this is a theory, is that they appear differently to different people. Like, you know, back in the day, people say, oh, I saw an angel. I right. think an ET can put on any cloak. Right. Like, you know, like.
0: technology. Y-
1: yeah, and now as we're advancing, I think you are at the mindset where you're open enough to accept them for how they really look like. Like, I am too. I believe I have that gift of being I'm I have a very open mind like it just I can. I love um, and what I like about studying shamanism, it really opens your mind to different ways like our Western way is so black and white. Shamanism actually sees, for example, power in weakness. They go, oh, no, no, that's not that's not weakness. That's power. That means let's say you're having a tough time. They will say that means power is testing you. What are you going to do? You're, it's like this, you know. It's a different type of. It's very much about an energy dance, not our Western mind where we think we have all the control. It's no, no, no. It's very much dancing with the universe and playing this game. Okay, power, and they say, if you want power, you have to show her you're worthy. It's. I just for me, it's like, oh, you know, this is truth. This is wisdom.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't really know to make the whole UFO. You know, sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's very scary and and very badly. Like, I, I, you know, I can't help thinking when you talk about abductions. I had uh, one experience. um, This happened to both me and my wife, who actually looks very similar to you. Oh, interesting. uh, we We both had the same basic. We were inside of a UFO. And I was stuck on the wall. I was literally stuck on it like I was magnetized to it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't move. I was trying to get off the wall. I'm looking across the room, and my wife is on this table, metal table. Oh, God. She looks up at me. She sits up, and she turns her head towards me, and she says, they took my baby. (gasps) And I was trying as hard as I was so mad. I just wanted to kill everybody in that room. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. I was traumatized. I was almost
0: getting off the wall, and then I woke up. And I was in oh, bed, what? and she woke up too, and she was crying.
1: Oh, my God. So you both were dreaming at the same time or, or having yep. this?
0: Both Holy did the same. So how oh. could it be a dream, really? You know?
1: ay yi
0: kidding ourselves. We, we think it was just a dream. And, yeah, we had lots of strange. Like, one time, right in rush hour, you're familiar with uh, when you come off the, the bridge from the airport, and you're heading downtown, you go down Granville Street. Yep. There's usually a big lineup to get to 70th there.
1: Yeah, We
0: were sitting in this huge lineup waiting to get to 70th. It was about 4.30. We were heading downtown. And suddenly it's about 7 o'clock and we're sitting in the same lineup. All the cars are gone. Right. So you're in a open. different timeline. Yeah, there's, all the cars you, are gone. All of a sudden we're, there's no yeah. cars. And it was like three hours later. Weird. I,
1: I, there's, there is a, pro, there's a. Um, have you seen the series on Netflix? I think it's a three-part series about UFOs, mm-hmm. and the studies they've done, and and the proof, and and they're interviewing people. It's. I think you'd like it. Also, have you? Um, and and they said a lot of the times if they do it in a traffic situation. People they get pulled what? out. They they will abduct people in traffic. Right. like In their car, like this is, and then yeah. they come back and they're like, what just happened? They, like it's like yeah. time didn't. Yeah, it's
0: very interesting. So that yeah, that, that happened, happened to us. That happened oh to us my for gosh! Sure.
1: Interesting. But yeah,
0: you know, I think that what they're going to do is my theory is that they're going to come. Come, we have, they're going to come with all these hybrid children, and they're going to be ours too. So what are we going to do? Are we going to kill them? You know, we'd have no choice but to go along with everything because we, mm. you know, yeah. Mm. And even yeah. my son, when my son was born, he's, you know, I can't help thinking he's a hire, but Like you wouldn't believe how smart he is, like the words he's won and everything. And me and Karen I have no idea where he got all these,
1: yeah. these
0: brains from. You know, from us. And, and yeah, was, I have to say, I, I watched, had a vision with.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I was going to comment. I I, I saw you interview your son. And I could see that he is very strong within himself, like it's like he knows himself completely. my youngest son I believe was born awake like an awakened being, and it has a he has a similar energy and i I saw I can see it because I raised this son right. who when he was born he doesn't need me he's already complete, and literally he was talking at full sentences at nine months old it's
0: amazing. That he was
1: amazing i think that's what
0: they're doing is they're bringing they're giving us hybrid children and so yeah what are we going to do in the end right we we have no choice these are our children now so and they're powerful they're
1: they they're they're the leaders i i do have you have you watched any dolores cannon pardon me dolores cannon have you heard of her no a woman so she um back in i believe the 70s she was a hypnotherapist Uh a psychologist hypnotherapist and she ended up working for the government in um giving having healing sessions for people who have been abducted by et's because um they were so traumatized So she would put them into hypnosis, and then she ended up speaking with E.T.s. So you, there's lots of. She's dead now. She's passed on. But there's lots of YouTube videos on her and and what she has to say about them. And um, I'm now I've become fascinated with it because of that dream. And uh-huh. so it's like, okay, I'm gonna look into this. And and so I do find it um, fascinating as well. I believe also there's different timelines and that we can shift. And obviously you have that ability because you've been in that, you've shifted Um, what the shamanism I'm studying. They talk about this. They talk about being able to double, be in two places at once, being able to, uh, um, so even these women, we don't even know if they're alive anymore. Like people say, yes, they might be physically dead, but they still come back in spirit. Um, and so it's like, what is, you know what I mean? It's just, and there's just these different timelines. So when I was listening to you talking, um, about worrying, you're, you're fearful of, of these hybrids, that's one timeline. I can see another timeline where it's at a different stage of development, where they're actually working for the good this is just my theory i'm not i don't know i'm just well, i hope
0: they are because we're, we're basically under their thumb really really you know
1: well and i believe mm-hmm. we can co-create like there i i see like if i guess i'm i'm influenced you are speaking from your own direct experience so you have a lot more so you know that i'm speaking i had that one little dream and then I've been watching Dolores Cannon. So this woman who is an expert in it, but yours is so personal. And so you, when you feel something, it's real, right? Like you've experienced this several times. So that's, so I believe you're, you have, you know, true wisdom on this and you can really speak to it. I just have, mm-hmm. I think I, I have a more, um, 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 what positive or um, hopeful look at it. Like, oh, they're here to help us. So I'm hoping that's the case, right? right? I mean, in in the UFO movie that I watched, or uh, the Netflix series, it one case was during the Cold War in the USSR, and they were in a you know a, a base in very northern Russia with no people around except the workers on this nuclear plant where the missiles are launched. One day, all of the workers witnessed this: UFOs came down. They they don't know how they did this, but they opened all the missiles and were getting them ready for launching and then they closed them and then they went away. And every single one of the people working there said they want they knew the message was, we don't have the power. They do. And Dolores will say that, you know, if we have fears of nuclear war, the ETs would not allow it because it would destroy them as well, or it would affect their realm where they are, where they are.
0: Right.
1: And yeah. And I, I, I am thinking with you, I'm thinking maybe there are, there's a negative, like we have in our world, the, the dark and the, and the light people, people of the good that, you know, the two sides, and maybe in that world too, it's still there as well, that reality.
0: Yeah. I don't really see us having a lot of choice in the matter. Um, If I did, I would have said no. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: and you've experienced it. This is a thing. So, you know, you really, you feel it. It's not not a mental thing for you. It's like you feel it. Mm. You've experienced it. Whereas me, I'm saying mine is more of a mental thing. I'm watching TV. I'm seeing this. So I have these ideas, but I haven't had the true experience, which I think is the real thing, is the experience.
0: Right. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So um, what what oh yeah, what I was gonna say was yeah, with my son Brandon, everybody um because my dad had four daughters before he had me. I'm the baby of the family. I had four older sisters because he needed a son to to be his um his workforce, right? Basically, is what I was. But he needed a son to carry on. So anyway, um my first child, but But also the coincidence was too, my father was born in 1930. And then 30 years later, I was born in 1960. So I realized this after I had this vision. Um, But anyway, so my wife's pregnant. I'm 30 years old. My wife's pregnant. Everybody thought she was having a girl, just by the way she was carrying it and everything. We never had a a thing done because we didn't want to to know. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So anyways, just for... She was born, I had this, or before my son was born, I had this vision. And in the vision, this, speaking of, you know, where you you say misunderstood technology, to me, it was like God brought Brandon to me. Like this this being came out of the light. and was holding a child that was about two years old. And it was Brandon. And he said to me, this could be your child if you want him. And I actually started to cry. I was oh, so okay. happy. And I said, of course I want him. And then I woke up and I told, immediately told Karen about what I dread. And I said, it's gonna be a boy. And she said, no, no, I don't think we're having a boy. So anyways, I phoned up my dad and I told him about his vision. And my dad totally pleased everything I tell. And um, he said to me, you couldn't be so lucky to have a son the first time. And I said, no, no, it's gonna be a boy. So it's still, Karen kept believing it was gonna be a girl. And just before we went into the, the delivery room, suddenly we both knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, she has abilities too, of course. Oh, cool. And that it was gonna be a boy. And she became very emotional and she started crying. She said, we don't even have a name for him because she picked out all these names for girls, right? And I was reading a magazine. Well, you remember, it, it, this was 1990. At that time, um, who's that? Brett Marlon Brando's son had murdered somebody. Oh, and it was in a magazine, and I was reading about it, Time magazine. So I said Brando, and she said, No, no, Brandon, and that's how we got the name Brandon.
1: <laughs> nice, <laughs> you know, nice.
0: Brandon's a spot. good name.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and so when Brandon was born, when we first took him to the doctor, like Brandon would fall over; his head was so big that he'd fall <laughs> over and land on his head, right? And the first thing the doctor did was measure his head, right, like, put a measure tape around his head. And Brandon was scratching at his head too, trying to get rid of the tape, you know? Oh, that's like, funny. And I'm like, because the doctor was so amazed at how big Brandon's head was, right? <laughs> that's why we, we called him Brandon Brains. It's his, <laughs> Brandon Brain.
1: Oh, that's I cute. So really you
0: remember that, that cartoon that was out, Pinky and the Brain? no nope. really no nope. <laughs> yeah, so, Well, he,
1: his
0: yeah. head
1: doesn't look too big now so that's good
0: <laughs> he, yeah he's, he's
1: grown into his head <laughs>
0: oh yeah he certainly has he's yeah. really tall he's so yeah. big now he can reach over and put his head on hand right over the top of my head and go, dad. Like Aww. <laughs> yeah Yeah, he's about six four six five something like that we think you know a lot of our people from bella bella were really tall right? like
1: interesting uh,
0: me and my dad are short for interesting. people
1: really? wow
0: his big brother um gordon reed jr he was at least six seven <gasps> maybe even taller than that he was huge i think it's because wow. we bred with some of the giants like okay. we have red hair and freckles in some of our people
1: interesting That's what
0: my mom had too so interesting and you know what's weird about my mom like, my mom had red hair and freckles. You, you would never know she was First Nation. Like, she looked totally Scottish or something, you know, or Irish. And um, so she gets sick, and she was sick all of her life. And I think it was because she was a hybrid of some type. And it was to do with her liver. And eventually, she, she that's what she died from. She had cirrhosis of the liver. She died when I was 13. And they actually oh, told I'm me sure. she was going to die. I knew she was going to die. I had a vision.
1: Oh my! And, oh my! That but was what makes so it harder.
0: even weirder is she had a half brother. Supposedly they had different fathers, and he had a daughter, and she was my mother's twin. She had red hair, like totally. I'm not talking red, but orange hair, and 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 and,
1: and, and full blood and, though for for indigenous.
0: And and not only that, though, she died even younger than my mom of something wrong with her liver. And I Mm -hmm. remember I went to see her at St. Paul's Hospital when she was sick and I brought her a card and Mm -hmm. I saw her in there. It was so much like seeing my mom when she was sick. I just broke down. I had to leave. Right. I just left her the card. She was still asleep. I just left. I couldn't take it. And so I think she was another hybrid. You know, like how, how does it? Somebody looks exactly like my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? And and there's yeah, so that's much where more. Where you get sort of hybrid yeah.
0: theory from, right?
1: And it's so or, funny that you mentioned giants. For some reason, that just came up on um, my Instagram feed. Oh, you know what? It was advertising about Gaia. You know this the network Gaia, and it was saying it was just flashing pictures of what you can learn. It actually looks very interesting about ancient Egypt, about ancient peoples, and one was about um about giants and in in america there's many documented proof and evidence that they did uh-huh. exist and so now and i just re- literally read that this morning i you know never thought of it then here you mention it i find that quite interesting
0: Same with the scottish and the irish though too right there was a lot there's a lot of redheaded scottish
1: yes and irish yeah.
0: people and they, you know if you, if you look in the bible right at one time they said there was giants all over the world right
1: yeah yeah. one
0: time and I think some of the stuff in the Bible is accurate
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah it's been an incredible you know we've probably gone way home <laughs> every time this screen goes black here it's, it's six minutes right it's oh okay by. okay
1: well this has been a great conversation I found it so um this is the first time I've been on something like this and I have to say I found it very easy. You're so easy to communicate with and I I, well, I love the topic too, of course. So um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate that.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been a pleasure. And we're, we'll have to, if you could please send me a link to some of these videos you were talking about, I would love to see them and the information. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to do this again for sure. Would
1: love to, anytime. Thank you.
0: Yo, crew, Captain Jordan here. Just wanted to say thank you once again to Astrid for being on my first uh, live broadcast. Thank you, Astrid. I was really impressed with those cards as well, the power cards. I provided a link to them in the in the description, an Amazon link to get a copy of those cards. I want to buy myself a copy as well. Thank you once again, Astrid. We really appreciate your, uh, your support. Anybody else want to be on the channel? Something similar to share like Astrid? It's uh, ghostboatadventures at gmail.com. We can set you up and do a podcast. It would be excellent. Please let me know. Looking forward to hearing from my crew. Captain Jordan, over and out.